good day folks this is Paul Albert of the House of Graber coming to you on the 25th day of November 2022 I'm out here in the most beautiful sunlight enjoying nature looking at the trees and the grass and I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they want to dodge it or they want to justify of why it's not working but before I go there I want to clarify that everything I bring to you on this message on this platform and everything we do at the House of Graber and uh, within our house and the trusts and the uh, matters thereof everything is protected and safeguarded under the laws of nature and nature's God otherwise known as common law due process our our materials and processes and ongoings are also safeguarded under the common law copyright of the House of Graber the topic I want to talk about today is family and I'm going to start with saying this many of you whether you're in the North American continent or other parts of the planet I think we all are facing the same enemy an enemy that likes to destroy families and I know that in this country we have we have seen a demise of the family altar or the family structure or the household and along this along with that we have seen the demise of a country and it's a very very sad thing here's the good news we can change that we can go back to where we lost the baton and pick it up again because that's what you do when you when you lose something or you drop the ball so to speak um, you know whatever you lost and, and the example I'm going to use is when Joseph and Mary they lost Christ their son they had to go back and find him where they had lost him and in order to in order to um, bring our country back there's a lot of patriot mythology and a lot of hoopla and horse hockey about how we need to fight 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 for our freedoms well I've got news for you if we're gonna fix this country you're gonna start in our own house we got to fix our own house because this is what I know in every country in every nation the nation is only as strong as the individual household or family in that nation that is true whether you're here in America in the United States of America whether you're in Germany Switzerland Russia or any other place around the world 
that is always going to be true. And there's a reason why the enemy, otherwise known as Satan or whatever all titles he goes by, there's a reason why he has always put more focus on destroying the family than anything else. Because if, if the family is broken, then the country is broken and the world is broken. Okay. Now, this message is for moms and dads, mothers and fathers. It's for sons and daughters as well. I grew up in a society, in a culture where, and I suppose if I could ask each of you that are listening to this podcast, you would, you would tell me that you've experienced a similar upbringing, maybe worse, maybe better, but similar, where the real issues of life were not talked about. The real issues of life were swept under the rug, and we grew up in a religious indoctrination, a brainwashing system that is designed to produce slaves, a religious brainwashing system that is designed to create good little puppets and robots that just do what they're told without asking questions. Okay, and we also have observed, or I have at least, that this same religious brainwashing indoctrination system has for eons and ages and still does has been pitting men and women against each other creating controversy the courts and the churches and the counseling agents and the uh, 100 gazillion other alphabet soup agencies or people agents that have tried to fix marriage never succeed they do not succeed. And here's why. They don't have jurisdiction. They don't have the authority. Man and woman were created by the Almighty Creator, our one true God, the Creator of the universe. And then men and women created other offices such as church and governments and corporations and schools and uh, policy enforcers of all descriptions. That which one creates, one controls. The offices that were created by man going back and trying to fix man is a disaster. Okay? If I create a house, the house cannot fix me. Okay? Whatever I create does not have the authority to fix me. That's the same for you. And that is why the agencies and the corporations of the world have failed miserably in fixing marriage. They have no business meddling in marriage. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you, if I sound arrogant, then so be it. I'm going to tell you anyway. Carol and I are going to celebrate our 30th anniversary next May. We have seven sons and two daughters. Okay. So the, our youngest is, uh, let me see, 10. And so I have the authority and, and I have experience to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Okay. 
doesn't mean I'm not learning. I'm still learning. But I'm going to tell you that I have, I have the right to talk about this because I have the results, not just me, but me and Carol together. We have the results. Okay. Now, if you don't want a good family life or a good marriage, then so be it. But if you, if you're going through life and you don't have the results that you're looking for, or that you hoped for when you got married, or maybe you're not married yet. Maybe you're young and you're thinking about getting married, or maybe you're 10 years old and, and, uh, you just think that marriage is, you know, something that's down the road a ways and you haven't really thought much about it. So I guess it depends on what kind of results you want, who you're going to listen to. If you want, like, um, if you want to know how to build a house, you would definitely not want to listen to me because I'm not a carpenter. I don't do construction. Now I can build some things and I can do a pretty good job of it, but on a small scale, okay, I'm not experienced in construction. I'm not experienced in roofing. I'm not experienced in concrete. I'm not experienced in framing. I'm not experienced in inside finishing. I'm very ignorant in those areas. And so if you wanted to build and become a master in construction, you would have to find somebody else that has the experience and the results to show for it. If you want a good marriage, then go to somebody and listen to somebody that has a good marriage because I'm going to share a few things with you that has worked and that has brought results for us. There was a time when I was more... See, our, we as men are designed to be protectors. But this, this fine line between being a protector and a controller is something we often miss and we cross over to being controllers and we're dominating the whole situation and we're trying to control it. And there's also women that dominate the situation and try to control it because the man is completely on the flip-flop side. He's like a fish and with not much of a backbone. And so the woman sometimes by default just fills in because the man is, uh, you know, completely on the other spectrum. He's not controlling or protecting. He's just saying, yes, ma'am. Okay. And I have to agree with a, a guy that told me years ago when, when Carol and I were newly wed, he said, you know, I wouldn't want to live with somebody that agrees with everything I say. That'd be very pathetic. So, first thing I want to talk about is, as moms and dads, mothers and fathers, men and women, uh, the man has a responsibility to take the lead. Okay? And when I say taking the lead, I'm talking about living as a protector, keeping the, the woman safe, keeping the, the family members safe when sons and daughters come along, protecting them, and at the same time, letting them be who they are. Uh, there's a podcast I've done some time ago called, Why Are You Not Listening? 
And I've also done a whole hour one on matrimony before. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those. Because uh, most women that I've met, and I could, I could uh, also be safe to say even the ones I haven't met, they don't always want to be fixed. They want to have somebody that will listen to them. They want to be heard. And men do as well. They just want to be heard sometimes. So as men and women, let's create a safe space for each other. And let's have each other's back when, when the other one is not present. As Stephen Covey says in his book, Seven Habits, um, one of the habits, and I can't put it quite into words, but defend those who are not present. Protect and defend the ones who are not present to defend and protect themselves. Because if you are standing or sitting with someone or with someone and they start gossiping about, hey, have you heard so and so and so? And you jump on the bandwagon and, and you uh, increase the energy into this idle gossip of making people sound bad, you're helping tear that man or woman down. Okay? If you can't say it to this, to the face of whoever you're talking about, then maybe you should reconsider. You know? So let's create a safe space for each other. Uh, there was a time when Carol didn't feel safe to fully express herself when I was around. And she didn't want to do it when I wasn't around either because that's not going to help. And... You know, there was a time when I didn't feel quite as safe expressing myself to her. But this is, this is key. Today, we absolutely feel safe when, when there's something that's bothering us, e either one of us. Um, we try to do it in a setting where, hey, let's go, uh, let's go on a walk. I, I've got something to tell you. I've got something to ask you, or let's go over here in this room where it's quiet. Do you have a little bit of time? And then, and then once you uh, set the stage of where, hey, this is important, I have something I want to talk about, uh, because if you just blow up, that's, you know how that goes. You, you already know that's not going to work. Okay, so you go and you have this conversation, and, and we can do this at this point. And we've had some really tough conversations more than once, but I'm glad and thankful and, and grateful to tell you that pretty much every time when we're done, it, the results and, and the uh, drawing together that happens because of that conversation, because, and we'll thank each other. We'll literally say that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Even when it doesn't feel good right away. You know, when Carol comes to me and says something, because I know it's because she cares about me. And she really sees something that I'm either missing or ignoring. And vice versa. I wouldn't call her aside and point something out just as a joke. Okay. I do it because I care about her. And she thanks me. It's very amazing. Okay? 
So that's the first point that I want to talk about is create a safe space. Be safe with each other. And when your spouse, man or woman, wants to talk, shut your mouth and listen. Just listen. I was at a wedding just recently. A young man that um, started dating earlier this year. And, and um, well, I say young. He's... Uh, 40 plus and he was never married so and the lady that that he married is was a widow so they went rather quickly as far as time frame you know started dating and you know within uh less than six months getting married but that's okay when he started out i was actually privy to some of their conversation because i was around when i was he was on the phone and, and i could hear what was happening he was so excited he, he never let her get a word in edgewise. And one day I, I uh, got his attention. I said, listen, if you want to ask her a question or something, that's great. But let her talk. Just shut your mouth and let her talk. And she'll tell you everything you want to know. But you got to shut up long enough for her to talk. She feels like she's being suffocated. And just back off, give her some space, let her talk, and then listen. And, you know, he did that. He, he told me later, he said, it's amazing. It's amazing. He said, I, I can barely, he, said, he goes, Paul, I can barely stop her. You know, she wants to talk. She's like just bubbling over. So most people will talk if, you, if we're willing to listen. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. But if we're willing to listen, most people will end up sharing and talking because most people don't have a safe space. And once you prove to them that you're safe to be around, they will share so much and you'll learn so much. Second point I want to talk about. If you have sons or daughters and if you argue with them, you are doing them the greatest disservice and damage that I could possibly think of. Arguing with your sons or daughters is absolutely one of the dumbest things that anybody can do. And I'm saying that because I really mean it. I'm not saying that people are dumb. I'm saying arguing with your sons and daughters is one of the dumbest things you can do. It's very, very destructive. It takes away the respect of you for your for your son or daughter, and it takes away the respect of the son or son or daughter for you. I don't care if it's a mom or dad. If you argue with them and you say things ten times and you don't back it up, you are just damaging them. You do not have their respect. Okay. Do you want their respect? Do you want them to adore you? I have a woman and nine children that adore me. They love me. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm pointing this out because it's very real. I, I've seen this all my life. Moms and dads arguing with their children. Most of the time, the moms have, a, have more of a tendency to do that. And uh, because 
the, the little guys had figured out how to uh, how to snowball her, you know, playing on her emotions. Oh, I, I'm oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts. And you know, mom, mom typically has a soft heart, and they play on that, and they know exactly how to lead her all over the place. But also, uh, when mom, you know, tells them to do something or stop doing something. Um, and they, uh, they do it just a little bit, just to test the water. You can see it, you know, they're, they're wanting, they're wanting somebody to show them the line and nobody does. So the mom ends up arguing with them. It's very, very devastating to that son or daughter. And if the dad argues with them, same thing. It's very devastating. It's frustrating for the mom or dad. It's frustrating for the son or daughter, and it builds, it, it creates, um, it creates young men and women who are insecure. It creates insecurity in them. When I say it's one of the dumbest things you could do, I'm very serious about that. So here's, here's the remedy. If you're not going to back it up, don't say it. And if your son or daughter is being a wildcat and out of control, stop whatever you're doing. Take the time and take them by the hand or however you need to get a hold of them and stop them. And yes, it's okay to spank them. If you are refusing to ever spank your child, I don't like the word child, son or daughter, you're also doing them a disservice. There's a time when it's needed. There's a time when it's not. Uh, if you do it in anger, you know, you're yelling at them because you've, you've said what you want to say 10 times and they haven't listened. And all of a sudden you lose your cool and you blow up and you hit them across the face. Yeah, you should be slapped as well. That's why you say something once, and if they don't come around, then you take a hold and you stop them or you get them to do whatever it is. You do it while you have your cool and because you love them. And when you lay a firm hand on them in love, uh, you know, when my mom spanked me, as a young young boy, when my mom spanked me, I, I felt so bad, not because it hurt physically. I felt bad because I knew that it was just as hard on my mom or harder than it was on me. Like she did it with such an amazing heart. And, you know, a lot of times when my dad spanked me, he was a little bit more irate and it, it didn't go over as well. So we have to be careful about that, but I'm just going to tell you, Solomon said, spare the rod, spoil the child, and he was absolutely dead on. Johnny on the spot. If you're dancing around your son or daughter, refusing to do what it takes to keep them in line when they're young, you're setting them up to be bullies. You're setting them up to be insecure. You're doing them a disservice. They're asking you to create a safe space. And part of a safe space is you can trust me 
son, because I can tell you this, this is, my sons know this. Of course, our daughters are married now and have their own space, you know, their own homes. But I can tell you that my boys know this. They can trust me that, um, you know, when I say something, I'm not just barking empty air. I'm saying it because I mean it. Okay. So if you're going to, if you're going to argue with your sons and daughters and you're going to wiffle waffle and make excuses of why they're unruly, you're doing them a disservice. You are cheating them out of what they really could have if you showed them a safe and secure environment. You're cheating them. Okay. Now, when our family was very young and, you know, my dad, meaning it in a good way, he, he uh, spanked one of our children. Well, it was because of something he did on our, you know, on our facilities and our property and our house or barn, wherever it was. And it really didn't personally have anything to do with my dad. And I said, you know, um, I, I waited until it was just me and him alone. I said, look, if my son or any of our sons or daughters, if they do something on your property that's unruly and, you know, just just not, uh, shouldn't be, stop them. Stop them. If they do something to you or, or mom personally, you know, that's disrespectful. I said, stop them. But if it's on my property or anywhere else and it really doesn't affect you personally, then I don't want you meddling in it. Okay? And I operate the same way. If folks are here at our house and their uh, sons or daughters start screaming and kicking or banging the door or stomping or throwing food at the table or whatever it is, I'm going to stop it. If they don't stop it, I will, okay? I'm going to treat them the way I would if it was my own sons or daughters. I'm going to take care of the issue. Or if if they do something to me or, or Carol or one of our family, anywhere, no matter where it is, if they do something to us that's disrespectful, I'm going to stop it. But I'm not going to meddle if I see them on you know at their own house or somewhere else even if they uh, kick a window out I I'm not gonna meddle it's none of my business okay so those are the two points I wanted to bring out today that you can start working on and and if you're not married or you don't have a family or maybe you had one and it fell apart okay this is a cold, hard truth. If your marriage fell apart, it's because something was lacking. I'm not saying that to make anyone good or bad. I'm saying that because I know what works and doesn't work. Most men are afraid to go where I've went. 
and therefore most men don't have what I have. I've been willing to go where most men are afraid to go, and therefore I have what most men don't have. So if, if your marriage, if you had a marriage and it fell apart, there was something lacking, probably and most likely on both sides. If you don't, if you haven't been married and you're just thinking about it, you know, you're younger, think about what I've said today and think about how you looked at your parents. Because here's the key. When you start having sons and daughters, they are a 3D projection of your own thoughts. Now, you can like that or you don't have to like it. But that's the truth. You can tell me I'm full of it or you can respect me for it. I don't really care because it's still true. That's how it is. So think about this. Just think about what I've said today. Family is where it's at. I'm very passionate about living in the private and but family is where it starts we've nullified and uh, rescinded our contract with the state as far as marriage goes that that contract is non-existent we didn't know back in 93 when we got married that you know there's no requirement for a license there never was there never was a license uh, requirement for a license to get married and so we uh, we canceled that uh, several years ago. We rescinded it and uh, nullified it. And uh, we've done a lot of other things to get our house in order uh, administratively. So there's another thing. If you have a marriage license in place, you know, that's a contract with the state that allows the state and, uh, quite frankly, allows Satan a foothold in your marriage. And so you might want to consider canceling that. And if you're thinking about getting married in the future, uh, you might consider doing it in God's kingdom instead of in the house of Baal, because that's what a marriage license is. It's a, uh, you know, legalese is the destruction of God's law. Okay. Have an amazing day. I love you. Until next time.